Theology. Theology. Unplugged. <laughs> I'm just going to tell her that by sitting behind this microphone talking about theology, it's the symbolism of the authority there of the microphone. There we go, the microphone, the theology and unplugged microphone. She must microphone. not be here. And that, folks, is what you call a straw man. Yeah, she right. used to. She used to not be comfortable behind her, remember? She used to never want to do it. It took a long time is, to is get Is it her red to this time this. and it wasn't red last time? Yeah, it's it was red last time. Uh, red means this topic is hot, baby. That's right. Red hot. We're okay. already recording. We're yeah, oh, we've already started. Oh, okay. Well, we'll uh, <laughs> thanks for killing us. Let, let's um, let's let's continue with where we were at last time and how this discussion on egalitarianism and complementarianism, the roles of men and women, uh, arose and, um, and and pick it up from there and move on to where we each are at. Because I just want to get to that. I'd like to. I don't want to beat around for the longest time, waiting to, you know, get all the arguments done and then say, okay, where do you stand? Uh, but, you know, we, we've got cultural things that are going on on the internet, John MacArthur, Beth Moore, things that are causing it to be to be uh, a hot-button issue. In the age of Twitter. But the main thing is, has to do just with the gender stuff. It's always, it's always there, and this is right dead center in the middle of it in the church. And whereas there might be a lot of people in the church today, even the evangelical church, that are um, more open and even moving to the position of, you know, accepting acceptance of gay marriage and, you know, uh, all these rights and stuff. This one is more divided. This one really does have a very even division. And I would say that in the evangelical church, the evangelical church, right? I'm not talking fundamentalist church. I'm going to write to find evangelical church. I'm talking about a trans, trans-denominational term that, that, that represents a conservative movement within Christianity that, uh, that, that has traditionally held to a high authority of the Bible, Got the uh, main essentials down, but wants to give grace in the other areas. You know, it's it's much more wider. It's a bigger tent, as they would call it. bigger tent evangelicalism. Uh, but I see it in the church today that more evangelicals are egalitarian than they are complementary. Uh, not in the fundamentalist church, but in the evangelical church. And if it's not that way right now, if I'm wrong. I see that tendency, and the reason why I say that is because I look at all my buddies, you know, I've been graduated for 20 years at seminary, and I see where they were at and where they're going, what they are saying now, how they are changing, and most of them all are changing and rethinking this and moving to the other side, moving to egalitarianism. What do you think the motive is? Is that the arguments from Scripture are convincing? Yeah, I think that they've never looked at it. I think here's what happens is that you can look at arguments in a cultural condition to where Everybody is one side, and it's it's just you naturally go to that side, even if the arguments are strong. But once there's the pressure from culture, ah, so that uh, that might be the motivating. Yeah, uh, well, okay. once there's the pressure from culture, you you do begin to look at them more seriously. And I'm not saying the cultural conditions push you to take one position or another, but beforehand. They, they probably pushed us to take the more conservative approach because it's just the more accepted. Whatever's more accepted within culture is going to be a lot easier to accept within the church. And, you know, what is it? What is it? The sins of the culture become the sins of the church. The views of the culture become the views of the church. And um, this is why the tendency is going there. More equality, the egalitarian, uh, allows for more freedom and equality, at least in the presentation of it. And um, the, you don't ever have to say no to someone. You don't ever have to tell a, a woman, or a man for that matter. I mean, 
the it is it, it does say in complementarianism that men shouldn't be doing certain things. You know, women are a lot better than men at certain things. But in egalitarianism, it's it's hey, whatever your gifts are, that's where you go. That feels better. It feels nicer. It's it's easier to to say and not be red faced, to be scared, to stutter uh, in your position. And not to be necessarily scared that some woman's going to come up to you afterwards and be really, really mad at you and tell you all the, all the exceptions or whatever else. And so I think that's why it's going in that direction of the culture. I'm not saying it's because the arguments one way or the other, though, right now, because as I said last time, I believe the arguments for both sides are strong. I believe the complementarian is stronger. And here's my basic position, okay? I'm just going to tell it. Maybe you guys can quiz me about it. My, I am a complementarian. I, on the spectrum, you would probably place me more towards the middle, not completely towards the middle. My basic view is this. I believe that women and men have different, uh, we should, and here's the words I used last time, uh, we should recognize the differences within men and women, we should uh, normalize them, we should uh, celebrate them. Uh, ultimately, the deal is celebration, is pushing people into that. And um, so I say, this is a general thing that we must do. There is manhood. There is womanhood. There are things women can do better than men, and they should be um, encouraged in such a direction. And it should be instilled within them. It should be normalized with them, and men can do certain things better than women. And that should be instilled, encouraged, and, and celebrated with them. Um, I do see that there's exceptions out there. That's fine. I understand the exceptions. But I also do not take the position within the church to say I'm not that strong of a complementarian whenever it comes to inside the church. And let me tell you why. Okay, I'm a, I'm a strong complementarian in general, in nature, in society. But in the church, I'm less strong than a lot of people would, would figure with me. Because I, I don't believe a woman should be a pastor who takes uh, authority over a man. I, I take that from uh, Paul's statement um, and from uh, some natural things that I'll talk about later. But I do know, I do think that women can be pastors. You can be ordained. I do believe that women can teach men. I do believe that women can teach men from the pulpit. Mm. I just do not believe that women can teach a man whenever she is the authoritative figure that he 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 is under. For that authority. She, he is being discipled by her. And I, the reason why I say that is because whenever I look at Timothy, Paul's letter to Timothy, that's what he's talking about is this eldership and qualifications of an elder and making sure the elders are strong and the leaders of the church are strong. I don't think he's in any sense talking about uh, just, you know, can a woman uh, teach right. a man? Well, let me ask you this. Uh, you said from a pulpit. Well, what, what is a pulpit? First off, I'll ask that. Well, it, it is uh, the thing you stand behind and preach. <laughs> and what is the significance of it? Historically, it just, what is it the just depends. I mean, people could say it, it shows. I mean, like uh, the really, church that we were the, at after the Reformation. We we we, we spent probably ten thousand dollars on a pulpit at Stonebrook okay. Community Church. Had a built. It, 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 bullet, it was but, a bulletproof but pulpit. What, what it's is bulletproof, it? I swear. But, yeah, because uh, threats threats to Chuck Swindoll's life. Um, we put a Bible on the front. Okay. Make sure the Bible was there. And what does that represent? That represents the Bible as the authority. Authority. Yeah. Exactly. But it doesn't represent the man as the authority behind it. Well, it okay. represents the Bible as the authority. The, and that is right. what the Reformation right. did. Whenever exactly. it moved the pulpit from 
up, up top left to the front to exactly, the center to the center then that's symbolic so yeah. after the reformation that's what that means now it is the authority of scripture yeah. that we're looking to um, and I would think that Paul when he was instructing Timothy had the authority of scripture in mind as well and how that should be. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, I don't think Paul, in the, whatever he's instructing Timothy, is saying that Scripture is the authority, and whoever gets behind the Scripture is okay. Well, I mean, I think he's I think saying that's that just men, assumed. I is do it, not no, put a woman behind be there because of characteristics. Would be assumed in Paul's mind. I don't think that, so. Really? No. That, that, because that I wouldn't think he would put in the situation that we have today in his mind. It was much different. It was discipleship no, I'm process. I'm just saying, is it, it understood? It was people... People putting themselves under elders, and those elders being their but leaders. But what are their elders leading them in? Through what? Through scripture? Well, I mean, just through their life, through their examples, through, through teaching, through the gospel. And what? What? What is what? Yeah, through teaching. Yeah. Teaching what? Teaching what? Uh, teaching the Bible. Okay. Yeah. So again, authority. Uh, the authority, yeah, the authority of, scripture, of scripture. The authority of scripture. But, but and the either way, I mean, if you if you get that, up there and you say, "Listen, whoever's behind the pulpit is the authority in your life." No, and that that's, that's no, 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 no. Said. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. If you got up there at church and before church you said, "Hey, we're starting this church, and here's what the pulpit represents." Anytime somebody's behind it, that means if you stay there and listen, you're placing them yourself under them, under their authority, under their authority. Because they are charged. If you make with that clear, the of then scripture. yes, that's the I, point I, of a pulpit. Then yes, I would. <laughs> But I, I don't know of any churches that would have that caveat up front. Even Chuck had uh, Cynthia come and teach behind the pulpit. Okay. Uh, Chuck Swindoll at Stonebrook Community Church. Well, see, that, that, and that's okay. But, uh, you know, as to long say as the that, content but, was better than Gloria no, Osteen's. But, but the thing is, well, no, it's not even content at that point. I, I say that's okay. That doesn't mean to say I would endorse that. I'm just saying that well, that's, do you, do that's you see one my way of point, looking though, at it. Um, that a I woman do, can I just teach. disagree with that. That Chuck had Cynthia come and teach. Me. Okay, I but disagree let's just that let's, that let's right move, remove the pulpit. Let's say the pulpit wasn't there, and they were just up there teaching. The physical pulpit uh, wasn't. No, yeah, there's no physical. No, 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 no that, they're, that they're just up there. No, I'm I'm saying ultimately because they're standing in the center of the stage or they're walking all over the stage or whatever. Well, maybe they're the sitting down. Is, I don't know. The point I mean, is, when can they teach? Where do they have to stand? We're all female. Then that's okay. Okay, if there's one dude. He, he needs to leave. I'm not kidding. Within a local assembly, and I do think, She's incidentally, hardcore. there's something different. Even what do you with think a, about my position? With, a, with a woman <laughs> teaching at a seminary. You know, that's even different than a woman teaching at a local assembly to a mixed audience, if you want to say that. Uh, to use an old time term. Okay, go ahead. Um, like a mixed audience. I think that there's even a difference there. Mixed because company. I think Mixed company, that's right. Um, I think that there's a difference even like if a woman is teaching um, even soteriology to students. I might even be willing to give wiggle room there, not just philosophy or languages. I mean, there. I, I, I because you're saying the classroom is a different it's, dynamic it's a different than dynamic. the church sanctuary. Yes, than a local okay. assembly. I do believe that. What do you and think real about quick, this? Um, okay, I know, and, I, and also... Uh, I think it's different. Just in another thing that I get accused of because I'm very much passionate about this. Um, so when I do engage in conversations, one of the first things always is, well, if you really believe that, you wouldn't even be disagreeing with me. It's like, that's asinine. That's how I'm going to talk to the rest no, of this but, for but sure. That's asinine. Well, that's a good point. Like that. Girl, I'd like the, to agree with my argument by saying that. Where's my is, sandwich anyway? Yeah, the point is, is that that's an asinine thing because just because you're engaged in a theological hey, be, oh, dialogue doesn't mean... 
that 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 you are taking a position of authority over that person, even if they accidentally learn something. Just because Again, you say it's ass, it doesn't make it ass. Well, I'm giving a reason for it. If I wouldn't be <laughs> wait, wait, interrupted, let's y'all stop. might let's stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. 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 There, Carrie. I want to. I want to hear what he has to say about my position. Because okay. I'm a man, after all. Go exactly. Ahead. Carrie's level of passion I, I here is making Michael feel unsafe. Time. I'm just going to say it. He feels very unsafe right now. Right. I think that they just did. Uh, uh, by the way, both men here have uh, given an example of bad complementarianism. Go right ahead. <laughs> All right. Go I'm ahead. A bad man. Well, he's being a complementarian. Maybe. Well, I'm, go for it. I lean that way. Look here. Let's face this too, culturally wise. Now, a second ago, Carrie was questioning people moving their positions on the basis of culture. Well, obviously, people do that. That's happening all around us. Nobody can deny the force of culture and how it, it pressures people. Mm -hmm. But but I think that works from both directions. Because we're all raised in church cultures, too. All the three of us were. Yeah. And I, and, I wa and I know that the church culture that I was raised in, and I know this is true of Carrie because I know she's a Georgia Baptist That's by, right. by rearing. So Southern you don't even Baptist. have to tell me. Yeah. The culture we were raised instilled it in my mind that it would be downright weird. For a woman to ever step up and do much, actually. Yeah. I mean, the kind of culture I was raised in sometimes went to the point that um, even at a youth event, like, you're not even in the sanctuary. You're just like, you're in the youth rec room. And it was like, watch out if a, if, uh, if a female youth intern is giving her testimony. She has to just give her testimony. Yeah. Don't mention very many verses. You, you it might share, sound like you you're You can share, but you can't teach. Unless all the boys leave. Or, or if... Or sometimes they'd have like a couple of times there were events where we'd have communion uh, in groups, like at a table. Tables, it's kind of weird, but so like at the table, there's um, bread and wine as part of the meal, and it's a um, a the oldest man at the table will administer. If your table doesn't have a man, you need to go find a man. Yeah. Uh, or there was the example given of um, missionaries overseas, where the women. By the way, this is happening in some places, like in Iran. They say it has one of the fastest growing churches right now. Iran. Women are doing a lot. Women are sort of at the forefront. They're just busy house to house, just spreading the the word and all this. And there and so there have been cases where Southern Baptists do a lot of overseas mission. That's one of their strongest things. Yep. And where there have been there in the past, um, they would have women in the house churches and places doing a lot. And they would say, well, they're taking they want to take communion and have baptisms. We they would be willing to fly men over. Sees yeah. in order to not uh, violate what uh, that that principle. So, I'm saying culture can come from both directions. And, and in seminary, I had to ask myself at the time. Hmm. When I started reading across all these the points of view here, I had to ask myself how much of my the kind of inherent instinctual views are knee jerk based on how I was raised. It's the same thing you had to ask yourself about the gay question. Yeah. As, as Tim Keller once said, if the only reason you were ever against, um, you know, a gay marriage was the yuck factor, that's it. Yeah. Then you're obviously going to flip when there's no longer a yuck factor, yeah. right? And if the only reason I ever had any views about women's roles in church was just pure culture, and I didn't have solid biblical reasons uh, beyond that, then I'll flip too, probably, when the culture switches. Yeah. switches. And so I think it works from both ways. And look, lar largely, I... I'm, I largely am kind of where you are, I think. Well, there would probably be minor differences. I think we said in the first podcast on this, this is one of those areas, to me, where, where differences are allowed and we're still brothers here. In yeah. other words, it's kind of like, are you a cessationist? Are you a continual? Are you a millennial? Are you a preterist? Whatever. I can, we can still be 
tight pals and we're still brothers, yeah. even if there's a even if there's disagreement. It's it's okay. Well, it's a nice thing to have these disagreements, like you said before. We have disagreements. It's great to have it, especially on the because we don't know how far apart we were or anything on this, and uh, I, I think we generally knew where we were all at. But it is great to illustrate those things, and, it's interesting and then to show that you can have passion about it. Right. And at the end of the day, because we still I think mean, it's important, and we still want to, we still want to well, continue. Like I'll the probably talk to Carrie in a couple of days. You know, I'll yeah. after you've had time to yeah. go after you yeah. have time to. Sulk I think it's interesting that people can thumb. hear. It shows you that gender doesn't pigeonhole your views. A lot of people out there would say it's ironic, isn't it? Yeah, people that, would, people would say, well, Carrie in that group, she's got to be the one who's going to be most egalitarian because she's I'm a not, woman. And yeah. Well, and, we're and defying funny, that, aren't we? Well, yeah. it, that's the, it's definitely ironic that I am a little bit more, I don't even like the term soft complementarianism. I am just a complementarian. And you it's just don't funny. want anything to be soft. Well, yeah. No, that's not true. Because you're I'm, hardcore. I'm a soft cessationist, or continuationist, <laughs> rather. Soft I'm a soft continuationist. No, so. it makes sense. And I think, it's. but to, to me, that's a good, that says something good about this whole dynamic. Because what it says is, we're not we're not interested in what our what our what people might think we better believe because after all you're a man you're a woman we're interested in what's true yeah well and, yeah right? living according to your well, conscience I want to, I want to ask you guys this I want to ask both of you this and maybe we'll go through and each one of us will say something about this um, whenever you think of it there there there's probably something bigger than anything else that comes up that you say yeah but this kind of pushes me over here. I don't know what to do with this. This is why I'm here. I mean, there's something big. There's kind of a, the it factor that that makes you what you are. Uh, there may not be. Maybe there's a bunch of little things, but what is the one thing that just kind of stands out? And maybe it's a particular scripture. Maybe it's a particular example in scripture. Maybe it's within culture. Maybe it's within biology, whatever else it may be. But you say, you know, I'm really here and I don't think I can move here because of this. What would that be? To push you over the line. Well, yeah. well and, and, Car and Carrie's going there and looking it up. Yeah. Well, I mean, just to, no, to be good. sure that I quote it you gotta accurately. Get, you gotta get, I think most of the people listening who are interested in this, they already know what the main scriptures are yeah. that, that cause all this. Um, and, and I think that uh, it that's part of it, though, is, is I think someone, if, if someone says, well, hey, how come you can't just be more, how come you can't just stake a claim and say, this is my view and it's as simple as that? I might have to say to them, well, I'm going to have to recommend you buy yourself some of the top quality, a few quality commentaries on 1 Corinthians, Ephesians, 1 Timothy to get started and go home and God speed to you. May the Lord bless your many studies because then we can talk because that's what I confronted when yeah. I first was having to do this is I, th I started thinking, wait a minute. Why did, you know, commentators started to challenge some of the simple things I had thought. And I was like, well, and, and also I was wondering, I mean, common sense always makes you wonder why this, why that. Yeah. I mean, so like, hmm, why, why you, want to, you want the Bible to be, why must a woman be silent? Sense. I mean, if, it, if, if it's said, if something is said and it's authoritative, you just go, okay, maybe I don't yeah, get it, yeah, but right. I, I roll with it because yeah. I'm not the authority here. But then you always wonder in the back of your mind, why is that? I also started to wonder how many churches, including the one I was raised in, and very conservative ones, how many of them are taking her all the way? So, like, if it says, if it says um, women should not ask questions, I would always think women in my church ask plenty of questions. Now, like, in other words, and, and it says that, you know, if you're very rigid about it, do not speak. Yeah. Well, they speak. Yeah. I mean, and also, I, I, I still would always be, I'd be like, well, why did Joel, why is this prophecy of Joel in Acts about your daughters a prophesy? Why do we got these gifts of prophecy for women? Why, why are there why are there something that seem like loose ordinations going on? And yeah. why are there deaconesses? I mean, 
In other well, words, all of that, you know what I'm again, all of those things, I believe, speak to roles. Uh, prophesying and being a deacon or deaconess or whatever, um, that, that's just a, a certain role, a function. But when we talk about teaching in that sense, because I don't think teaching is merely you guys have an answer my question. instructing, We're but I think te I think teaching. Well, Patience. this this is Patience, what like what convinces me is that I'm getting to, to it. Um, like what convinces me is that I think there's something significant about pastoring because it it includes both instruction and discipline. And I don't think at the end of the day within a church structure. Uh, it is for women to discipline men, and I think ultimately that's what you get at. And like if they're well, there preaching, you go. now you're, that's now you're form, speaking my language. That's a form of so anyway, preaching and, and standing you. at a pulpit. No, you, that, that's <laughs> no standing behind a pulpit. There is There's that no authority. There's no wishy washy, you know. There is a yeah, that's authority. what women do, isn't it? That's the reason Quite why they're messing with her. She's, got, she's, about to, well, she's about to throw hands. I, I'm used to him interrupting me all the time, so that 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 doesn't phase me. No, the thing is though that when someone is behind the the pulpit, when there are the they viewed as the authority. Of course, they're handling scripture, but with that comes not merely instruction, but also discipline. And um, and I think that that's what you know Paul is ultimately getting at when he's talking about in all his letters about sort of the structure. I think it's um, absolutely the key. Yeah, so I think that that's that's a big part of it. Now I know you would argue that well then if a if a head pastor who's a male allows a woman to come and teach to a, a mixed company, you know, to a mixed congregation of men and women, uh, he's still over her. Uh, so you don't object to it, but I I would say no. My I would conviction say he's still is over the people. He's over the people, and therefore, but what I'm getting at, he's over her, and therefore, it's kosher for yeah, her yeah. to do that. Yeah. And I'm just not comfortable with that because it's fine. I understand that. You know, I understand I that. that. I understand your deal about the pulpit and all that yeah, kind of stuff. There's significance but other than that, there. you sound like you're pretty much the same as me and Clint. Oh, I probably. I guess I am. Well, I, I don't know. It's I funny mean, we were talking about the spectrum, and I I knew I'd seen this I, somewhere. This is bog standard complementarianism. Yeah. Well, well. Tell me if it fits on this. I, I like how this is put. You got so, so they said. So first of all, there the distinction between roles in the church, roles in the home, and roles in the secular work. Yeah, that's right. And sometimes that's not always this. Obviously, not it's always not the same. same. Yeah. But they give three columns, and so you've got on one on one end, you've got like full on patriarchal. Yeah. Um, right. Then it moves to strong complementarian. Then the phrase you love, soft complementarian. Yeah. Then you've got moderate egalitarian. Then strong egalitarian, and then extreme feminism. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. yeah, right. And then they kind of just so they're going from one to the other. And one of the things, and and I can I will evoke in absentia our our uh, our the ghost of our theologian, uh, John Sam Knox. Storms, oh, oh. who who once for so many <laughs> I, I said John Knox. So, <laughs> Why well, wasn't pointed that direction? Well, wouldn't Sam just love the the, the those two? The, in the same breath, right. but but for so long contributing here, I, I he has written a lot on this, and and one of the books I noticed he recommended I thought was interesting because I remember seeing this book years ago, and thinking I like it was a book of essays, and the title of it was Discovering Biblical Equality, Complementarity Without Hierarchy, what they are trying and this is like contributors like you know Grins and Gordon Fee and. Keener and others, yeah. and what they're what a lot of them are trying to do, I think, is to is to look on that spectrum, and they're trying to to maintain what we're talking about. Where I think the example you're just giving, where a man, a man always should be should be the ultimately responsible, not not for lording it over, but for because at some at some the point, buck stops when the him. buck stops with yeah. someone, that better be a man because a man. 
a man needs to step up and do it because it's not often uh, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like the thing about putting women in combat. This is very retrograde today for me to say this, yeah. but I'm still the guy that thinks women could serve a lot of roles within the larger military uh, sure. industrial complex, whatever. But putting a pack on their back and weapons in their hands and sending them off into the desert. Well, I think that's, I think I think that's still normal. I think the culture even still basically, no, no. unless you push no, them. No, you're going to be called a misogynist. Yeah. No, no, no. No, what I'm saying that. is that, that whenever you do do that, whenever you do look out there and see, look at the front lines and look at all the military people that are out there fighting. These are men. You don't see women, you know, putting you up now. picket and saying you need to put more of us on the front line because the military does say, hey, we will. We're, we're fine with it it's just that that's not where they want to be that's not the same thing as being in a leadership role but our culture being a pastor at the church or over right. men or uh being they're, they're not really necessarily wanting to be these things because there's an offense that's out there they're they're women are offended because they cannot serve in these big roles that have leadership attached to them or the at least they think they can't and traditionally they haven't been allowed to but the feminism of now, or the, or the feminism that's gone so far leftward, that's kind of even left behind the old traditional feminism, yeah. has has decided to dictate to women what they should be thinking and what they should be wanting. Yeah, that's why yeah. they, they deign to tell them, um, when if, if a woman says, as most instinctually do at some point, I want to stay home and raise my kids, yeah. the, the, the radical feminist says, no, you don't. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. Uh, if you. If you say that, that's just evidence that you have been uh, manipulated and brainwashed by yeah, the patriarchy. Yeah. So, and the same people will tell a woman, "Yes, you do want to grab your weapon and run to the front line and yeah. hot in in, in, uh, in open firefights. You do want to. You better want to, because because women and women are the same thing anyway. Yeah. So there should be fifty fifty who's out there taking bullets and, and uh, launching grenades. And the thing is, the the reason we say no isn't because isn't from an instinct to take something away from women you don't get to do that it's it's there's a propriety to the protective element that says what kind of a culture sends its women out to get mowed down by gunfire yeah. that's a a man should step in the line of fire and put his yeah, you, you can talk women about... shouldn't have to and in the same way i think when it comes to authority author, authority comes is a burden it's a leadership burden and a servanthood burden yeah. and it's and it's 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 like a man should never say if they're coming to crucify someone there she is our leader, no, a man should go up on the cross, yeah. not a woman. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? I think yeah, yeah, I do. That's I the do. perspective we're looking at. And, and in fact, it frees women to serve under protective blanket to serve in many ways and many capacities and exercise their gifts if they don't have the threat of the burden. It's like who goes to prison in China? I hope it's not women because, I mean, women are needed to be. I, I'm just saying I. I think men should have to face that hardship, even in the church. Um, and maybe that's too old-fashioned. I don't know what you guys think about that. Well, no, I think I don't necessarily. I don't think it's old-fashioned because I think it is. I mean, even you take this, even you strip this even away from the like the discussion around in the church and what Scripture says. Just if you look at the way I mean I think of Jordan Peterson he he's done a lot of work in this area and studying essentially the complementary roles between men and women and it's just data uh, scores of data that point to there are differences between the sexes and that is a, now a violent thing to say to even say that but it just if you look at certain fields that's the key women, are, are there differences yeah but the thing is I mean there it's empirical data that shows for example women um, 
tend not to excel in certain fields in science, whereas men do. That's why there's more men, I don't know, physicists But if you're the whatever. president of Harvard well, and you well, suggest it. Well, biological yeah, data but, with the minds. But, that, but the, the, the thing is, and there's something to do with that, the way that we think. I mean, there's something, clearly there is a design difference between men and women. And it doesn't mean that there's some sort of a, like, any kind of ontological hierarchy at play, meaning at our essence, we're somehow less than because we aren't quote unquote capable in a certain area. In Christ, Our there gifted, is neither it, male yeah, nor female. Exactly. And that we all bear God's image. That is where our identity and worth is. Well, okay, is, let me, let me ask rooted. you something. But, uh, men or women, both of you guys, right? Yeah. Men or women, which one, and just off the top of your head, which, who's better at each one of these roles? I'm going to just throw some things out there, all right? Um, being a mechanic, trans women. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a pretty good mechanic. <laughs> Being a mechanic, generally speaking. Generally speaking, men yeah. are. Okay. Yeah. Do you agree? Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Um, being a, um, let's see here. How can you use it for this? Uh, uh, <laughs> this may be not the best. You've way already to put stumbled it. in this. But a, but a party facilitator. Party facilitator. Yeah. yeah just you mean somebody... a planner, a wedding planner? No, no, no. Just you know, it could be that. That'd be a good way to put it. Man, wedding planner. Gay men. <laughs> yes, I knew you were going to say that. Sorry. I knew you were going to say that. It's true. But, but the thing about it, what, what is it? What is it? Who? Men yeah, or women? Women, because women, yeah. they're more inclined towards that type of field. Well, what's the difference between the two? You got mechanic and you got uh, wedding planner. What's the difference? Because this isn't a controversial thing. We're not talking about being Ed Faster or being you know, a child care worker, right? Let's get it right here where these two things are kind of even in society. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we we would recognize it. And we wouldn't blush when we say, "Yeah, women better party players. Men men aren't better." I, I don't. I wouldn't ever write a inspired work that say, "I do not allow men to be right. party planners," or "I do not allow women to be mechanics." But generally speaking, I would say within the culture, we all recognize right. that there's differences, and there's a reason why well, one sex is, does better the, the in one area than another. The, the pushback you'll get on that is that these, well, these are societal constructs. constructs. These are gender gender roles that have been constructed by pa patriarchal society to keep exactly. women. Well, sure, down. and that's why I said why. As why opposed would they do to literally empirical data that shows. Even the way our brains work, yeah. they work at a different so way. So why would a woman be a better party player? Why would a woman be a better party player? Well, I don't know. Scientifically, yeah, let me tell you why. Let me I don't tell you know. Why. Okay. I mean, they're inclined more, more towards being hospitable. Oh, no, well, Are there yeah, good sure, sure, sure. Here, here's, they're broad. Here's, here's what my position would be here. <laughs> I would say, well, you know, Sheila's. women, and again, this is generally, I mean, you could have a gay man or you could have somebody else that's more effeminate, you know, that thinks this way. But Women, number one, we are much more interested in weddings. Let's go with the weddings, right? Yeah. And dames. Yeah. And they they think more broadly about weddings. I mean, a, a man would just right. a man Good would just one. think about, uh, let's see here. There, yeah, that's true. The man would just think about, uh, okay, what are the vows, you know, or something like that. Be, but the woman ha go everywhere. What color of flowers? What, uh, how, how's everybody going to look? More I mean, details. Yeah, nobody, uh, the man wouldn't care about that. Generally speaking. It's not even more I details. I know this. It's there what are the Generally speaking, yeah, men don't care about all right. these 
details. not even like the more detail. It's what the details are about. Yeah. Uh, because men are also very detail oriented. Going back to like being mathematicians or it's it's the broadness it's, of the details. Right, right. It's or it's the type of yeah. it's what the details uh, you, you are. You got over. Here, Again, it, it, and then going to, to biology, one and not the other. People would say, and I, I do not approve this or anything, but they would say women use both sides of their brain, whereas men use mostly the right side of their brain. That, I don't women know, can yeah. think more broadly. And here, here's the old Again, deal. What is it? Yeah. Men are like waffles. Women are like yeah. spaghetti. You know, we we uh, can think of one thing at a time. You pour, you know, the waffle in, and it gets contained. The syrup sure. does in one place. Spaghetti, you, you can go everywhere, and that's kind of one of the reasons why men are always like, "I don't understand women," and women are like, "I don't understand men." Why can't you? Why can't you ask the right questions and think the right things about what my needs are? And we're like, I, I don't know. Please tell me and educate me because. I don't know how to make my brain work in the way you want it to. And then men are the same way. And when are, men are like, where are you going with all this? Why is all this? Where did this come from? Yeah, yeah, all this stuff I didn't even know was going on. And now you just unload on me. And, I, you know, I, I don't know. Because we think differently. And that is not something that uh, I've seen. I've got two girls and two boys. And I did, it didn't happen because um, I didn't follow the, what is it, watch and wait rule, right? I mean, it was just, this is how it came about. And it's a it's a phenomenon to so watch. So your kids identify with the gender they were assigned They're to? Cis. That's right, that's They're right. Cisgender. They're cis. <laughs> but from the earliest age, you see the woman and the girls, and you see the man and the men. But everything, you're everything you've just said, for everyone, let's say, over 45, and for most sane people, they're all out there going, double duh. I mean, you know, you realize how... How many comedy bits are based? Yeah, yeah. Are just on us riffs it. on everything you just said, and even now, how many memes still come across your screen every day about men or like here's a man or here's a, the difference between how one is you know? And the, why do we laugh? It's, it's why do we laugh? It's so true, and because it's the we oldest it, yeah. thing in the book. So it's so it's not we laugh here in America in the 21st century. It's no. not just funny here. We can look at these same things. But that, here's what's happened though. This, this brand new, to me, alien and strange understanding has now raised its woke head and said to, to us all, you should not laugh at those things. Comedians should stop saying that stuff. They're tropes. Tropes. You know, another, yeah, really, because, and you, every parent should stop saying, well, if you raise boys and girls, you know the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in other words, like you're now supposed to undo every bit of this, and you're supposed to feel bad that you have been all this time, because as Carrie said, she, you know, um, she worded it perfectly, the patriarchal culture, all of our history is a history of, of, of wrong. We've been wrong. Yeah. From day one, we've yeah. been wrong. All the religions got it wrong. Most of the tribal cultures, it's yeah. all wrong. Yeah. Now there's a brand new, and, and really it's brand new. I mean, it's yeah. just... This, this is extreme, of course, but our context of this discussion in the church, it's old also. But I guess what we're doing now, where these two collide, is now the church is trying to maintain a, a correct understanding as best it can, yeah. while, while now navigating, navigating through this weird asteroid field yeah. that we've now come into, yeah. where, where the views of gender are so, are so the, confused. The watch and wait stuff. And by the way, it leads to... If, if churches go full left on this, if they yeah. get completely woke, they're not going to have to ask themselves a bunch of questions because this is why feminism doesn't like the trans movement, is because 
they're going to have to say, um, we believe that men and women are totally equal. How dare you just, you just now reduced everyone to two genders. Yeah. You see yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you know? I get you. And so, you know, it's, it's as, it's as, it's as strange as someday what the vision that I'm now prophesying, when Michael becomes the lead pastor at Stonebriar Church, <laughs> and he extends an invitation to Carrie, his longtime friend, to come and teach at that church, she will have to tell him he was wrong for asking and turn it down. Yeah. All right. Hey, listen. Next time, <laughs> next time, we're going to pick up with this. Remember this. What makes the man better at being a mechanic and move forward? Theology Unplugged.